Good morning. Today is Tuesday, February the 13th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the first quarter of 2024. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called Psalms. Today we're studying lesson number seven, which corresponds with the seventh week of this quarter. The reading for today is called, If You, Lord, Should Mark Iniquities. If You, Lord, Should Mark Iniquities. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for the blessings you give us every day. And we ask you to please be with us as we study this Bible study guide this morning. Send us your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. The reading today begins with a question. Read Psalm 130. How are the gravity of sin and hope for sinners portrayed? How are the gravity of sin and hope for sinners portrayed? So Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities. O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, that you may be feared. I wait with the Lord, I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchmen for the morning, more than watchmen for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. So the question is, how are the gravity of sin and hope for sinners portrayed? So the gravity of sin is portrayed that we cannot stand in front of God uh, with, with sin. It says, who could stand? Oh, if you, O oh Lord, should mark iniquities, who, should, who could stand? And so we, we can't stand in front of God being sinners, but the hope is there that God forgives. And it says, uh, it, it, it says there, but with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits. So there is hope, there's forgiveness that God is going to forgive our sins and that we are going to be able to have that relationship that we long to have. It, it says towards the end, For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with Him is plentiful redemption. The psalmist's great affliction is related to his own and his people's sins. The people's sins are so grave that they threaten to separate the people from God forever. Scripture speaks of the records of sin that are being kept for the judgment day and of sinners' names being removed from the book of life. The psalmist thus appeals to God's forgiveness, which will eradicate the record of sins. He knows that God is not angry by nature. His love is everlasting. His anger is aroused only by man's failure to appreciate his love. The purpose of his anger is not to wound, but rather to heal man, not to destroy, but to save his covenant people. Remarkably, it is God's readiness to forgive sins and not to punish them that inspires reverence of God. Genuine worship is built on admiration of God's character of love, not a fear of punishment. God's children are called to wait on the Lord. The Hebrew, kiva, wait, literally means to stretch and is the root of the Hebrew word for hope. 
Thus, waiting for the Lord is not a passive surrender but to miserable circumstance, but rather a hopeful stretching or eager anticipation of the Lord's intentions. The psalmist's hope is grounded not in his personal optimism, but in God's word. Faithful waiting on the Lord is not in vain, because after the dark night, the morning of divine deliverance comes. See how the psalmist's personal plea becomes that of the entire community. The individual's well-being is inseparable from that of the whole people. Thus, one prays not only for himself, but for the community. As believers, we are part of a community, and what impacts one part of the community impacts everyone. And finally, we end today's reading with a question. Actually, with a couple of questions. First, think about the question, If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? What does that mean to you personally? Where Where would you be if the Lord marked your iniquities? And so it says, with iniquities, no one can stand. No one can stand if God takes our iniquities for us, each and every one of us. But it says, if, implying that God doesn't do that for his righteous, for his people, those who have surrendered to him. And so where would I be if the Lord marked my iniquities? I'd be lost. There's no way that I could be saved with the iniquities that I have. But I am covered by the righteousness of Christ. Christ's righteousness covers me. And so as long as I surrender to Jesus, his righteousness covers me. And I am not looked at the sum of my iniquities, but I am looked at as being covered by Christ. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, we ask you to please uh, help us to be forever grateful that you do not count our iniquities against us, but that you cover us with Christ's righteousness if we surrender to you. We ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us. Keep us close to you in everything that we do. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning as we continue to study this Bible study guide called Psalms. Thank you and God bless you.